excited about today's program as we're going to be talking about heaven. We'll be talking about streets of gold. So stay tuned to our program as myself and my co-host take you all the way there in this incredible journey in today's program. So we hope that you can follow along with us. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we have... Wow, the last chapter of the Bible, that just blows my mind. Lord, we thank you so much for heaven that awaits us, uh, Lord, and open up our eyes to see what our future holds, give us hope and encouragement, and thank you for all those who are tuned in. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, our topic, subject matter, is that of streets of real gold. Nathan, it's uh, very exciting Last week, you and I were tackling Revelation chapter uh, 21, and uh, we closed chapter 21 uh, with verse 27 uh, as we were talking about this incredible book of life, uh, the Lamb's book of life. And you and I talked about heaven and how heaven is going to be a holy place where uh, there will be no sin, there will be no deception, there will be no corruption and uh, just prior to that, you talked a little bit about uh, heaven and its dimension, uh, the, the beauty of it, uh, the foundations of it. And of course, today we're going to be continuing looking at chapter uh, 22. But Nathan, hasn't this been an exciting, encouraging series? It is. It is. Uh, Revelation 21 and 22 contain the bulk of what we know about the eternal state. There's so much in the Bible about the millennial kingdom, Christ's thousand-year reign here on this yeah. earth, but past that, into the eternal state, there's only really two chapters that cover that, and that's Revelation 21 and 22, and it gives us real details about our future home. Like, for instance, we learn that we're not going to be up in an ethereal heaven as ghosts floating around on, on, on clouds and playing harps, and no, 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 we'll have real bodies, we'll be in this real city called the New Jerusalem on a new earth called the New Earth, and there we will dwell in this city forever. And Revelation 21 and 22 gives us the details about our future home. Mm. And Nathan, that is amazing because today we live in a world where there's a lot of bad news. Just today I was listening in the news. Uh, a pastor friend of mine called me telling me about this shooting again in a school uh, in the Florida Coral Springs area. And, and there's a lot of sadness, a lot of uh, 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 you know, challenges and how nice it is to know that for the believers, there's a better place, there's a nicer place, a place called heaven where there won't be any more of that, right, Nathan? Right, right. Uh, here in Dallas, same thing. Uh, one of our police officers, a young father, 38, had oh. two small girls and a wife, a good Christian, went to Bible study and knew the Lord, but he uh, went and heard a domestic incident, got shot by a, a guy who was killing his roommate, and. Oh. It's the first uh, time in 63 years in Richardson that a police officer has died on duty. And so they held his funeral this weekend, and you got to wonder why. You know, he's leaving yeah. behind a wife and two young children, children but yeah. he right now is up in heaven, and his family yes. has that hope, that blessed assurance that one day they will be reunited with him. And, and that's what heaven gives us. It, it gives us a destination. It gives us that 30,000-foot view that we can mm. look on life and put life into perspective yes. because when you know where your destination is the rest of your life makes sense nathan and as you mentioned that you know our hearts go out we also want to thank all those of you that are in law enforcement uh government official police officer first responders we we thank the lord for you and and for the wonderful work that that you do you would agree with that right nathan oh definitely uh, i back the blue 
Absolutely. So we thank uh, those of you men and women that do such a, a wonderful job. And that's why we want to encourage you today as we talk about heaven, as Nathan Jones continues to take us through Revelation chapter 22. So we want to encourage you, open your Bibles and follow along with us. This is an incredible series. So Nathan, yes, uh, take us through uh, chapter 22. And there's just a lot of wonderful content here. Right, right, right. Well, Revelation 21 explained the city, the New Jerusalem. It's yeah. 1,500 miles cubed, so that would be like from the Atlantic wow. to Colorado and from Canada to Mexico and just as high. It could be a cube. It could be a pyramid. It has 12 gates. It has 12 foundations, all made of precious stones. Mm. And now we get into inside the city, and verses uh, 1 through 5 tell us about the river of life, and it Ooh. starts... And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its streets, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruits every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Wow, what a beautiful, encouraging uh, passage. Nathan, like I said, there's a lot of content in these verses. Uh, for instance, uh, verse 1, can you talk to us about it? It talks about this pure uh, river, uh, and it talks about crystal clear. I mean, I like bottled water, Nathan, and we're always talking about how pure <laughs> our water is, but nothing to compare to this. Well, it's interesting. Let's go back to the tabernacle. That is the tent that was set up to look like the, temp, uh, the temple in heaven. Yeah. It was a, a shadow of what the real temple in heaven was. God was very specific to Moses and Aaron. It had to be built exactly by certain dimensions because the certain dimensions were smaller versions of what the dimensions of the throne room of God is like. Then they built the temple. There's the first, and then there's the second, and one day there will be the third, and it is built in certain dimensions to reflect what the uh, eternal throne room of God looks like, the temple in heaven. And then we'll get to the millennial kingdom. We read in Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48, a great description of the millennial kingdom, how there will be a millennial temple, not the third temple, but a millennial temple on this earth, whose dimensions are even bigger. It's almost mm. the size of the city of Jerusalem today. And we read in Ezekiel how a river will flow out of the yes. throne room of Jesus Christ, will be ruling and reigning from the throne in Jerusalem, and that river will flow into the Mediterranean and split yeah. into the Dead Sea so that the Dead Sea won't be dead anymore. It'll be alive again. And that is a foreshadowing of what we're reading here, the eternal state, the new earth where out of the throne of God, wow. a river of life will flow and it will bring life to the whole universe. Nathan, that is amazing. You and I have been to Israel. We've been by the Dead Sea. I mean, it has so much salt. The people actually flow. And you're telling me that someday, someday, Nathan, that is all going to change. That, that's what the Bible says. The that's Dead Sea, obviously, is... Uh, is the lowest place on earth, and it's called dead because it's dead. Nothing it's dead. <laughs> grows in it. it. It's the site of where Sodom and Gomorrah was, and when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, yep. he obliterated with sulfur. Even to this day, when you go there, right, man, it smells like sulfur. Salt, it stinks. Yes. The water feels like oil. It's filled with salt wow. content that's so high, nothing can live in it. Boats rot quickly. Everything looks dead there, except for Ein Gedi, which is the 
spring where King David hid out. It's the yeah. only place that's that's got some water, but the rest of the Dead Sea is dead. There's no way for the water to flow out because it's the lowest place on earth. Mm. But in the Millennial Kingdom, water will flow from Jerusalem and down wow. into the Dead Sea, and it will make the water fresh again, and we read in Ezekiel, how there will be fishermen fishing on the Dead Sea, and there will be trees surrounding it and all that, and that will be for a thousand years. But now we're past those thousand years. We're reading in the eternal state, and Mm. just like that symbolic river flowing out of Jerusalem in the Millennial Kingdom, there's a real river, the river of life, flowing out of God's throne room. I mean, Nathan, that just blows my mind away. Anybody that's been to Israel, they've been to the Dead Sea. To them, this, this is mind-boggling. But the, yet, the Bible, it's true. It's going to happen, and it's going to be amazing. And, Nathan, we're going to be there to see all this take place. That's wild. Yeah, this is our future. We're not reading about some abstract concept. Right. Sure, it's a, a far distant into our future, but it is still our yeah. future, and we are still reading about our home. And, and this is what's amazing. You know, we read in chapter 21 how magnificent the city was. The yeah. streets were made of gold, so pure that light passes through it. And we read about the incredibly giant angels and the huge gates made out of single pearls and all the material wealth. What we consider wealth is meaningless in heaven because it's everywhere. But that isn't the important part of heaven. The important part of heaven is what we read here. What is center of this new Jerusalem, and that's God himself, sitting on his throne with life pouring out of him and going to the whole universe. You know, Nathan, that's why I love the Bible. I just love the details of the Bible, and this is why we're taking our time looking at this. Uh, Not only that, but we see in verse 2, in the middle of his streets and on either side of the river, was the tree of life. Can you talk to us about this, Nathan, this tree of life? Well, you've got to go back to the beginning. You've got to go back to Genesis. And if you remember that Adam and Eve were given a garden, a perfect garden, and in that garden yeah. were two specific trees, the tree of life and the tree, tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. That's right. And God said, right. don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or your eyes will be awakened. In other words, you'll understand sin. That's but right. by understanding sin, you will then know what's wrong and right and... Uh, you know, God wanted to keep mankind in a pure uh, yeah. state. We, we didn't want us to know about how evil the world can get. Well, you know, Adam and Eve disobeyed. They they broke fellowship with God, and so they are no longer able to stand in the presence of God. Mankind, mm-hmm. we're not able to stand in the presence of God. But specifically, yeah. God put cherubim to guard the gate or guard the entryway into the Garden of Eden because inside it, was the tree of life. And if Adam and Eve continued to live there, they'd continue to eat from that tree, and in their fallen evil states, they would continue to live forever. So God cut the tree of life away from humanity. It's not on the earth anymore. What we read now is that very tree of life is in heaven. Now, it's not a symbolic tree. It doesn't represent a tree. It is a tree, as the Bible says, because it bears fruit. It's actually one crop a month, and it's a tree yielding fruit, and it, what it says is for the healing of the nations. In other words, our glorified bodies are immortal and eternal, mm-hmm. but they're still dependent, like Adam and Eve, on eating That's from that tree of life. 
Excellent point. And Excellent. Nathan, that, that is very good that you, you, you're covering that because, again, for maybe someone who's new to the Bible, they need to go from to the beginning. Uh, we see sin derived from Genesis there, from the fall of man. Uh, Satan tempted men. They, uh, they, they ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge that they were not supposed to. And no, it was not an apple, right, Nathan? It was... <laughs> <laughs> No, because if we were eating apples, then yeah, we'd still we'd be in trouble. It's, no, I don't think the fruit of the knowledge of the uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is exists anymore. Right. But what we do know is the tree of life exists, and we will eat That's from awesome. it. And brother, it's what's neat about that is that you read in the millennial kingdom again a foreshadow of the thing to come. Yes. It hasn't happened yet, but it will. Is that every year the nations go up to Jerusalem to to be with Jesus to talk and worship and all. And it, we're connected to the source of life. Well, in the eternal state, we're connected to the source of life forever. Yeah. We return to that tree of life every month, and, and we eat from it, and we continue to, to add change to our parking meter, so to speak. You know, yes. we, we continue to live. We are connected to that source, which is God, the life that flows through him and through the tree, and we eat of that tree. So it, there's a, you know, I grew up thinking that the, the eternal glorified bodies could exist forever on their own, but they can't. They're tied to yeah. the source of life, life which is Jesus Christ, and we're dependent on the fruit that Absolutely. he provides us forever. So we can leave the new Jerusalem, we can explore the galaxies or whatever the Lord has in store for us, but we must return to the new Jerusalem mm. to eat from the tree of life, which brings us before the Father. We are then full circle, we're back to walking and talking and have fellowship with our Father once again that is fantastic we have the heavenly umbilical cord right nathan where we f f we get our nutrition from <laughs> that's great man that's a beautiful now i'm going to use that for now yes it's a heavenly umbilical cord we are tied to god it's, and it's the way it should be he's the source yeah. of life he's our source of joy and peace and patience and, right. and he is what he is. imagine what it'll be like in hell where people are cut from that umbilical cord of life if you cut a yeah. baby off of its umbilical cord before it's ready it dies and that's what hell is. It's eternal mm. separation, eternal death from God. But here, those who have trusted in Jesus, our Savior, were forgiven, right. were allowed to be before God. Our, that fellowship is restored. And uh, that umbilical cord, I love you picked that, man. <laughs> the umbilical cord is connected again, and we are yeah. connected to the source of life. And Nathan, how beautiful. Not only that, but you also showed us very clearly that this fruit is being yielded every month. In other words, seasons, things are shorter. Uh, life is being produced a lot quicker and more enjoyable. Isn't that awesome? Oh, it is. And you bring up a great point. Twelve fruits producing fruit every month. Is yes. there time in heaven? Yes, there is. There's twelve months. Obviously, otherwise it would say the fruit comes forever or the forever, fruits, right? you know, every day, but it's not. A crop grows, which takes time. It produces fruit, which takes time. It yields a different crop every month, so there's months. And then awesome. it, the year starts over again after 12. So the concept that time doesn't exist in heaven uh, doesn't make sense. Now, clearly right. God exists outside of time. He interjects into time. Absolutely. But in the eternal state, there will be a... Maybe it's not our time, the way as humans know it in our yeah. timeline, but there's clearly a 12-month cycle in heaven. Excellent, Nathan. And of course, that's why we want to encourage people, maybe are new to the Bible, to follow along, maybe read Ezekiel, the ending there of the chapters, and because there's a lot of details uh, to heaven. And unfortunately, Nathan, people, pastors, leaders, sometimes don't spend enough time talking about the details of heaven. So therefore, people are like, well, why do I want to go to heaven for? 
I mean, what's there yeah. to do? No internet, no cell phones, no. I, no, I'm just kidding, right? They think. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of people, how do you interpret verse two, which talks about the healing of the nations? Who are the nations? that Revelation 22 are talking about. You know, Nathan, you and I have talked about nations in chapter uh, 20 and 21 there uh, prior to this, of course, uh, nations that are going to go into the millennium. Uh, and here it's talking about these nations. Now, I can't help to think that it's quite possibly uh, some of these nations that are going to exist uh, through eternity. Okay. So at the end of the millennial kingdom, Satan has his one final rebellion. Uh, God destroys those who are rebellious. He has the great white throne judgment, and then those people who are alive and believers in Christ during the millennial kingdom, you're saying, then continue to be the nations in the eternal state? Well, Nathan, uh, that's one conclusion that I'm, uh, 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 that I'm thinking about, because every time I hear about the nations, and of course the believers, if you will, uh, that make up those, uh, those are the only ones that are going to be allowed into heaven. So I'm thinking that's a possibility right there. Right, right. I, I agree. Uh, I always wondered, too, uh, obviously, sin, we read about how the New Jerusalem, nothing impure ever enters right. the uh, New Jerusalem. So, therefore, I'd imagine at the end of the Millennial Kingdom, the Millennial Saints will get their resurrected, glorified, sinless bodies, but they'll still remain inside the nations and the people groups we read about. I know uh, we read in, uh, in uh, various chapters in the Old Testament, uh, the major prophets, that we know that Syria and Egypt... Uh, will be nations during that time period. Right. And we know, of course, Israel and Russia will be nations during the Millennial Kingdom. Those are the mm -hmm. four nations the Bible definitely says will exist during the Millennial Kingdom, and likely, as you said, probably into the eternal state. And Nathan, of course, uh, we're 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 open to uh, to uh, suggestions. Maybe someone else there is more of a Bible scholar, and they want to uh, uh, give us some more insight. That'll be fantastic. But this is something that I believe uh, is very possible, uh, as we see that again, believers are going to be in heaven, and of course, in Revelation uh, twenty, after the great annihilation, if you will, of those nations that rebelled against Jesus, we know there's going to be a cleansing, and then the new Jerusalem and the new earth. So all those believers, of course are going to be in this new heaven. Right, right. And I've heard interpretations even where God being the great creator, obviously he's not done creating, and it could be that in the eternal state God creates new entities, uh, new animals, new new people yeah, groups, uh, new, who knows? Uh, those nations might be brand new people that never existed. We don't know. But uh, clearly a, a God of creation doesn't stop creating for all of eternity. Yes, and Nathan, and that is what that that's what's amazing. That sometimes we try to put God in a box, a uh, God that we mm -hmm. can understand, but God is uh, it's uh, omnipotent, and heaven is something that we'll have to explore. But who knows what else God has in store for us for all eternity? Right. Well, I think verse three kind of hints at it. Uh, obviously, God and the Lamb, uh, the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are there, and it says His servants shall serve Him. Now, was it does servants mean yes. angels? Obviously, the angels exist to serve, and uh, as Christians, as believers, His children were promised that yes. we will rule and reign with Christ as heirs. So He says He doesn't call us servants or slaves anymore, but mm. but uh, brother, sister, children. So these servants. Uh, could just be angels and not be us, but it could be us too. We we want to serve and we love the Absolutely. Lord. We 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 serve those we love. So obviously there will be then work for us to do in the eternal state. Excellent point, Nathan. Can you imagine how boring heaven would be if we oh, had yeah. nothing to do? <laughs> oh my goodness! 
You know, I'll tell you my own personal thing. I would like to terraform a planet. There are <laughs> countless planets that astronomers are discovering out there, blank slates ready to be built. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about becoming a Mormon and being God of my own planet. No. no, I'm definitely not talking about that. I'm talking about if God is the creator and he, he allows us even to create in, in limited respects here on this Earth, maybe, just maybe, all those planets out there yeah. are meant for new creations, uh, new... Uh, ways that things that we rule over and reign as, as servants Good and point. children of God, you know, maybe we terraform the planets and and make them livable. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say, but but you you can't. Yeah. God, if He's being served, it means God is at work again. And it's, if He's at work again, then there's work to be done. If He's just sitting on the throne, then He's not doing anything. There's nothing right. to serve Him with. Uh, There's just so many people that can peel his grape, so to speak. Excellent point, Nathan. And that is exciting because, I don't know about you, but I love new inventions. I love when different things come out. Uh, Tesla is... Oh, yeah, you're the tech head. Huh? Yeah, Tesla came out with an electric car that basically drives <laughs> no, itself. I mean, you're the tech head. You, Man, you I took, always have the latest in technology. I took the thing for a test drive, Nathan, and it's amazing. You go on the highway... Punching a few numbers and the car begins to drive itself. And, and, and can no you? No way. Yes, it does. And and I mean, it's just amazing. So imagine heaven, all the new discoveries, all the things for all eternity, Nathan. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, think about our natural gifts and talents. You know, we've only had a, a few decades to work a on. A few. Them, but imagine being hundreds of thousands of years old. What kind of talents and skills and abilities? Well, we have developed. Now, I might never be able to play the violin right. <laughs> After three years, my violin teacher asked, said, please stop. But, you know, maybe in heaven, we'll, our natural gifts and talents yeah. will be so exponential that we'll be able to do things that we could never even dream of doing Good now. Point. The skill set that we have. I, one of my favorite shows, it only lasted one season, was Forever, and it was about a doctor who was about 200 years old. And everybody marveled how this 35-year-old-looking doctor could know so much about medicine. It's because mm. he had 200 years worth of experience in which to share. Well, imagine if we have 200,000 years worth of experience to share in whatever we do, man. Maybe then we will finally master something. Excellent point. Well, they say, Nathan, that we only use around 10% of our brain capacity or something to that extent. So can you imagine the amazing things that God is going to reveal to us when he opens up our minds and we have the mind of God? Oh, yeah. Without the, the decay, without the sin yes. nature, without wasting our thought processes and pettiness, to actually have our full capacity bodies, uh, breaking certain limits. Uh, the Bible says that we are made in the image of, of the firstborn of creation, in other words, Jesus Christ. In other words, he mm. was resurrected, so our resurrected bodies will be like his resurrected body. Excellent Jesus point. could do amazing things beyond just... You know, doing the things that we do, he could he could fly. He ascended to heaven. He yes. could appear and disappear at will. You know, maybe we'll have those abilities as well. Wow, and absolutely, Nathan. That's why. And I'm looking at verse four, Nathan. Another thing is uh, just the the reality that we shall see uh, the Lord God uh, face to face. Uh, that's just amazing, right, Nathan? I mean, that when he resurrected. He showed himself to the disciples and many others. Uh, we haven't had that opportunity to see the Lord face to face, but someday we will. Right, right. Well, you know, you see the soldier. They have the flag on their shoulder. Uh, yes. Uh, look at toys, uh, the Transformers. They have their Autobots and Decepticon symbols stamped on them. G.I. Joe, you know, they have Yojo and Cobra stamped on them. They, Good no matter point. what, the, they, they represent a, a certain group. Uh, we represent underneath a flag. Uh, 
everything yes. in our lives shown are representative of what our allegiance is to. In heaven, God's name shall be on our foreheads. Whoa. Our allegiance Whoa. to God will always be there on us, <laughs> it, it, which is amazing. I love that, Nathan. It's, it's an identification mark of, of the Lord. We're part of the Lord's army. And, that's, uh, and, and of course, in the Bible, in Revelation 14 and other places, it talks about our name being on our foreheads so of the, the, the Lord. It's, it's identifying us from others and how nice to see that we're chosen and we will always be in a, a self-branded with the Lord, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thought, too, that there shall be no night there, as verse 5 That's says. That's awesome. No need for a lamb, for the sun, for the Lord himself gives them light. Now, I, when you think about it, that God himself, uh, you read Ezekiel, you read Daniel, you read John earlier in Revelation, and they all explain that throne room of God, that God is so bright. Matter of fact, mere mm -hmm. mortals can't look at him. Our right. eyes just aren't incapable. They burn out. Matter of fact, only Moses was allowed to see the back of God. And here... There's no need for light because God is so radiant. He's, he's, he might even be radioactive. He's, mm -hmm. he's a spirit, and that spirit produces a tremendous...